Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. <laughs> that makes this stuff you should know. That's right. Doesn't it? It does. Yeah. When we're in this room, one thing happens. Anger. <laughs> I was going to say magic. Oh. Angry magic. Yeah, right. That'd be good. <laughs> Get out of the hat. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. The angry magician. No, that's That'd a great fun. idea. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's angry comics. Yeah, yeah, there are plenty of them. Yeah, and for good reason too. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember a while back we were writing a lot of articles that seemed to share a common theme uh, of skincare? Yeah, I remember that too. I didn't write too many of those. I wrote a lot of skincare did articles. You? Yeah, I did. Um, and I learned that I'm fascinated by the skin. That's good. Yeah, it turned out to be very good. Like, um, you don't want to uh, take too many showers in a day. You don't want the water you use in your shower to be too hot. Um, like, I learned these things definitively. Right. Um, also, the skin on your lips um, is three layers thick, whereas the rest of the skin on your face is about 16 layers thick. Wow. And they're actually translucent. Which is why your lips are reddish, because it's just the mucous membrane underneath. Right, showing through. Yep. Look at that. Yeah, and you don't want to lick your lips too much because your saliva contains a digestive enzyme, which starts to break down the very thin and fragile skin on your lips. Yeah, I got chapped lips a lot. From licking them? Uh, Stop licking your lips. I'm constantly just, I have oral stuff, bite my nails, bite my cheeks, bite my lip. Mm Mm-hmm. All that stuff. All that good, fun, stressy stuff. <laughs> but don't, you don't smoke cigarettes, though. Good for you. Yeah, I guess I'd chewed my face off instead of doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's a good-looking face. Thank you. Um, well, anyway, Chuck, I, I just wanted to say all that to say that I will be um, very interested in what we're talking about today, which is Great. acne. I'm glad you are. I am, too, although I never really got acne, so I'm a little less, like... Enthused. It's so unfair. <laughs> Look at this right here, right now. Yeah. I have a big old whitehead running under my nose. It won't go away. Yeah. Like I was pressing it with my pinkies. Like I can, I can pop a zit. I get them. That's a tough frequently. spot though. Josh is talking about that area right under the nostril. It's, it's that, so painful. It's that no man's land where you, the nose kind of prohibits access like you want. Well, it's not just that. It's very, very sensitive. And sure. like I was pressing it and like my eyes are watering <laughs> and it okay. still wouldn't pop. So. Yeah. I'll have to have Yumi do it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I guess that's method podcasting. Uh-huh. And following in your footsteps, Chuck. So um, you want to talk about acne? First, I guess we should talk about the skin a little bit, right? And in, in the process of how... Well, let's talk about the skin. Did you like Tom's description? I did, actually. I, th- I think most people know by now it's the largest organ, but um, Tom takes it a step further. Mm-hmm. In a very uh, Buffalo Bill way. And he <laughs> says that if you skinned an adult human, there would be enough material to make a four by five foot area rug of skin that weighs 10 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't say how many like uh, skin suits or lampshades right. it would make because that'd be really creepy. Area, the area rug was creepy yeah. enough. Yeah. So yeah, 10 pounds of skin on the on an adult body. Right. And then um, 
most of the skin, there's three layers. There's the epidermis, the dermis, and the subcutaneous layer, right? And the th- subcutaneous layer, I think the dermis is the fattiest layer, and the subcutaneous layer is like the nastiest layer. It's like, um, just, have you ever seen Hellraiser? Yeah. Remember the woman, as she was coming back, regenerating? She regenerated from, like, the inside out. So <laughs> at one point, she's just, like, muscles and blood. Yeah. Just above that is the subcutaneous layer. I think the epidermis is kind of gross, too, though, because it's all dead. It is dead. The, this is one of the things that fascinates me about skin. Uh, all the skin I'm looking at right now on your, like, that I can see, dead. Dead. Dead is disco. Yeah. You know? Weird. Yeah. So, Chuck, your, your skin grows, like, uh, beneath... That outer layer. Yeah. And it grows as keratinocytes, which are new skin cells. Yeah, and it just, your your skin is a constant, uh, it's constant motion pushing that dead skin up, up, and up, and out through the pores where right. they flake off into your bed, making your mattress heavier. Right, from like the moment it's born. When a cell yep. divides, it starts making its way outward. Yeah. And it takes, what does it take, about a month for a skin cell to be born and then make it out to the outer layer? Layer? That sounds about right. Right. To the tune of 40 to 60 million skin cells per day. Yeah, 40,000 a minute. That's crazy. Are reaching the surface, right? Um, and so they reach the surface and they don't just fall right off. Um, along the process, they die and they become cornified, um, which is, and become keratinocytes or corneocytes, sorry. Um, and when they reach the surface, they they provide a function for a while. They mix with sebum, which is the oil we produce that I really, really produce. Oily skin? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some fats. What kind? Uh, lipids, Josh. L- uh, linoleic acid. Okay, so they mix all together, and they form waterproof skin that keeps out water. That's huge. Sebum and is bacteria. why we don't soak up water when we walk around in the rain. Exactly. And it keeps bacteria out, which is why the skin is your first organ of um, resistance for immunity. That's right. Um, so you've got all this process going on. Skin cells eventually do fall off and jump off and are sloughed off. And then um, beneath all that, you have the subcutaneous layer, and that's where the hair starts growing, right? Yeah, that's where you're going to find your hair follicle, which looks sort of like just a little... Uh Little tube with a little, uh, little rounder end. I would say it looks like a sperm. <laughs> a sperm going inward toward or a your teardrop. Body. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and that is where the hair begins to grow, uh, from the bottom up. And it grows out of this follicle and collects on the way out sebum and, uh, which we said was oil. That's why, like, when you don't take a shower, your hair is going to look all oily. Yeah. And actually, men, I think, have more sebum than women. Yeah. And teenagers have lots of sebum. Yeah, it's almost equal for among the genders in, teen, in, in teenagers. adolescence. Yeah, because yeah, that's why you get acne most often in adolescence, because right. we're taking you up through where acne starts, which is really sebum. Right. Well, the hair... Or has a lot to do with it, at least. The hair follicle is connected to a sebaceous gland, like you said, which is why your hair seems oily when it comes out. Um, and so you've got this whole... Um, you have this whole uh, house of cards, I guess, just waiting to screw up. Well, they're trying to squeeze through this little pore. Right. Together. So those dead skin cells, that migration they make, the way they get out is through the pore, through the follicle, mm-hmm. through the sebaceous gland, right? That's right. So when you have a lot of them coming together at once, all these dead skin cells are trying to get through the same door. It's like um, 
Three Stooges syndrome from The Simpsons. Remember Mr. Burns had everything? Yeah. But nothing could kill him because they couldn't all get through the door of his health? That's exactly right. So uh, when you have too many skin cells, uh, things start getting blocked and things back up behind it and you've got trouble. Yeah, I mean, that's one way it can happen. Uh, and they don't know why that the body would overproduce skin cells. But hey, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to know why? Exactly. Uh, another thing that can happen, you can have too much sebum. Uh, like we talk about in, in, in puberty, yeah. in puberty is when that's going to happen, most likely. Uh, bacteria, uh, specifically Propionibacterium acnes. Nice. P. acnes. That's uh, found in acne lesions and, and every type of acne that we're going to talk about. They're all lesions. Right. And, and um, then inflammation, right? Yeah, the bacteria causes inflammation. When there's backup and the, there's bacteria, you're going to get inflammation. Yeah, Tom put it like these were different things that could happen, and I'm, I'm sure they are, but it also seems to happen like a sequence of events. Kind of like all of them. You've got too many skin cells yeah. backing up, right? So the sebum backs up behind it. Well, this bacteria loves to eat sebum, yeah. which causes an infection, which makes you infant. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it as a sequence of events, too. All right, so, Chuck, there is a uh, very... Long-standing debate over what is worse, a whitehead or a blackhead. What's the difference between the two? Well, one is an open comido and one is a closed comido. Do you know what a comido is? I do. It's blockage. Okay. Do you know what the word is? Comidone is plural. What do you mean what the word is? The word is Latin for glutton. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, and it was uh, n- it's named after a worm. You know how when you like do poppas it uh-huh. and the the stuff comes out in like is like kind of a thin worm like tube? Uh-huh. Well, there was a apparently a worm that looked very similar to that that loved to feed a parasitic worm that loved to feed on humans that was considered particularly gluttonous. So the blockage came to be called the comodo, which means glutton. Wow. Isn't that weird? And gross. Yeah. And true. Yeah, pretty much everything about this. We're looking at <laughs> acting on a subdermal level. Yes, yeah. it's gross. It is kind of gross. Uh, so whiteheads, you might think like, I just woke up and there's a whitehead on my nose that just happened last night. Yeah. Not true. It could have been a couple of months in the making before you finally see it. Like you might, you know, Emily calls them underground construction, yeah. when you can feel it and you know it's coming, but you can't see it or do anything about it yet. Yeah. That's infection, essentially. Yeah. Underground construction. Yeah. At some point, your your skin cells started backing up. They didn't make their way out of the pore and you're in trouble. So whiteheads, anyway, have an open comido, blackhead, I'm sorry, closed comido, blackheads are open and the black that you're seeing is just melanin. It's just our skin pigment. Right. It's oxidized. It's not dirt. The reason it's black is because um, it's been exposed to air, whereas with a closed comedo, um, there is no exposure to air, so everything stays white just beneath the surface of the skin. And I had, you you stopped me in the hall earlier and said, I, you know, I can't tell the difference between like a whitehead and a pustule. What I found... Cause I, you it, did find something? Well, the the American Academy of Dermatology says that it's really confusing. So, like, don't feel bad. It is confusing. Thank you, AA. They're, they're all lesions. But I think a whitehead, what we typically see as a pimple and a zit is the pustule. Okay. Because in here it says, the AAD says a whitehead uh, is typically a raised bump that's the same color as the rest of your skin. Whereas the zit is, clearly has... 
pus. The pus. But right. apparently that's not the hallmark of a whitehead, so I'm even more confused now. Yeah. Thank you, AAD. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Yeah, because I thought a whitehead meant it was the white, you know, pimply zit looking thing. Yeah. So that's I don't what know. I think too. It says here that the same color as the rest of your skin. Okay. Well, well, let's go with that though. I mean right. that the, the, a whitehead is, uh, just, it, it's just pressing your skin up. So it's a raised bump. Whereas if it looks white, if there's like a clearly a white part, head. <laughs> what has happened is your, this, this whitehead or blackhead, um, has collapsed under the skin. Yeah. And all that bacteria ridden sebum is now causing an infection. Right. That's what a, a zit is. That's right. Also called a pustule. That's a pustule. There's also a papule, and they are little small bumps, um, little firm small bumps. And they don't have any kind of white, right. gooey center. Right. But they do feel like sandpaper, apparently, if you rub your fingers across them. Yeah, I get like little dry skin bumps in the back of my arm. I don't know if that's the same thing. No. Oh, that's not? I don't think so. Okay. No, that's... um. I mean, I'm sure it's got a name. What is that called? What's what's really severe dry skin called? Eczema? Yeah. I'll nah. bet it's a, it's a mild form maybe. of eczema. All right. Maybe I have eczema. <laughs> uh, there are nodules, which are larger and hard. Uh, it's um, A nodule is the kind of thing where you mash it and you mash it and nothing ever happens, and then it comes back and comes back. Yeah. Because you're just breaking it down and Do it stays that? in there. Did I have one of those? That was, that was definitely a nodule, wasn't it? Yeah, because I would... I would be like, get off of my face, <laughs> and then like it would go away. Yeah. Or at first it would go, <laughs> yeah. and then it would come back. That thing was there for a while. Yeah, man, it kept coming back, it and big. then it'd stay for a really long time, and it'd come back. And I was wearing like turtlenecks. <laughs> I brought turtlenecks back inadvertently. You are dicky. Flapping <laughs> <laughs> Uh And then superative nodules, Josh, you may think are sister boils. Right. And they might look like that, but cysts have different traits, uh, one of which is uh, the ability to contain a trapped gas, which I thought was pretty interesting. That is nuts and pretty awesome. Yeah. So that means that that's not a cyst. I'll bet that gas stinks to high heaven when it's finally released. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Yeah, I can. Oh, wow. Baby acne? Uh, yeah. Um, what is it called? Mila? Milia? Milia. Sorry. Mila's the niece. I think the point here was you can get acne from cradle to the grave. Yes. Sadly. Yeah. I mean, most people, um, Tom cited something like 80% of people get um, acne. And we should say everything we just said was a form of acne vulgaris. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we said that. Vulgaris is a Latin, I think, for um, common. Yeah. Right? Um, most of us get it. Right. Eight point. out of ten people get it at some point in their yeah. life, he said. Um most people, it starts during puberty and ends after puberty. For other people like me, it keeps going on here or there. And I mean, like, I take care of my face, dude. <laughs> I've got a regimen. I know. And it's still, I mean, I can imagine it'd be much worse if I didn't take care of it. Or are you like, over I'm like Jessica Simpson here. <laughs> are you over regimenting? No, I know what I'm doing. Okay. I'm going to uh, see a dermatologist soon. I need to find one, but I'm going to go see one. Just to make sure I'm doing everything right. Yeah, yeah. There's not other steps I can take, but no, I, I, I mean, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Okay, because the only reason I say that is later in the article they point out that overwashing, mm-hmm. and I remember that as a kid. I, I, I think I went through a brief period where I got like a zit or two in high school, and so I got out like the buff puff, 
and then Neutrogena <laughs> mm-hmm. for the first time ever and just scrubbed the crap out of my right. face. He started bleeding? Ah, it started breaking out. And I was like, well, I don't get it. I'm watching my face and it's breaking out. Mm-hmm. But it, all these years later, I have an explanation. Yeah. You're agitating your skin. Yeah. I think um, I just have sensitive skin. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I don't use like soap or harsh stuff on right, my right. face. It's like, I, I take good care of it. <laughs> so, Amelia, back to the babies. Babies can get milia. It's around the eyes or nose, little white bumps. It's really common. If you're a new parent and your kid has this, don't worry about it. In fact, the doctor's probably going to tell you the same thing, like, don't even do anything. It'll clear up on its own. Right. In most cases. Uh, and you can actually get that as an adult as well. Oh, really? Sometimes, yeah. Milia? It's far more common in infants, and I mean like newborns too. Right. Um, the cause generally is that the skin cells are already dividing and dying off, but um, the sebaceous glands aren't developed enough to carry the uh, skin cells to the surface. So basically when the doctor says, just wait, it'll clear up on its own, he's saying, just wait, your baby will grow into produce it. more yeah. sebaceous glands to handle this. Right. And that's that. Well, that's good news. It's great news. <laughs> uh, pre-pubertal acne uh, forms in children. This is this is basically when you're producing your your androgens, your sex hormones, before you should be. Yeah, like from drinking milk. Oh, is that what'll do it too? Uh, probably. <laughs> Bovine growth hormone would do it. And that is that is uh, when it's pre-puberty, and that's in, in younger children. And that's something you probably should go to a doctor about. Yeah, because it it's. It, I think they take it more as like a sign, like, oh, okay, you you've got this other stuff coming down the pike too, like breasts, right. and you're six, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So it's just a big androgen dump, yeah, in your body, and your sebaceous glands go, oh, we're supposed to start working now, right? I guess, and you Even get no blocks. Little Timmy's only eight, right? I said six. It does it happen that young? I don't know. I'm sure it could. Yeah. I, I would imagine the younger, the um, more potentially problematic it is. That's the kid who ends up having the mustache when he's like in the third grade. The six-year-old <laughs> boy with the breasts <laughs> <laughs> and the mustache. <laughs> What'd you call him, Timmy? Timmy. Okay. Actually, I have a friend named Timmy, but my other friend Jim, you actually know, Jim did have a mustache when he was like in the eighth grade. Oh yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> swarthy Jim. Yes. Um. So what else, Chuck? Oh, there's rosacea. This is the one that that is pretty awful on Google Images. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it can affect the nose. And, you know, it's everything from just redness of the nose to Uh horribly misshapen, bumpy nose. Okay. It can get really bad. Is that the nose where you see, like, divots missing from people's noses? Yeah. Rosacea? Yeah. I gotcha. It can. It can get that bad. But it it occurs in bouts, right? So you have, um, you can kind of tell that you're about to have a bout of rosacea because you find that you flush more easily. Yeah. And it's because your veins and the veins in your face are dilating more, more, um, wider, I guess. Yeah. Then that's it? Yeah. It it just triggers. Acne? Uh, well, it triggers acne vulgaris. Huh. Or, or a lot like acne vulgaris, they said. And then I also got the impression from Tom that it's problematic that, uh, in that people suspect that maybe you're like a raging alcoholic. Yeah. Because your nose looks like that, like you have the gin blossoms. Uh huh. But it's really just rosacea. Yeah, and if you look up pictures of it, it looks like a gin blossom. Huh. Or worse. You, there's, I don't encourage anyone to type in like pustules. Right. Into Google Images because like body parts come up that are 
have these things on them and might not be something you want to see. You know what I'm saying? What kind of body parts? <laughs> oh, they just, they had pictures of, of like, uh, just out of nowhere, just like feet, penises with bumps on them and, um, I don't recommend it. Okay. Well, that's fair warning if I've ever heard it. Anybody who does go Google image, what? Rosacea? Or yeah. Pustules? Any, any, any of them really. Then <laughs> you've been warned by Chuck yeah, himself. Right. You're a dummy if you do it. Yes. Or you're on your own at least. Um, so those are generally the different types of acne, right? And their causes. Um, but we missed at least one, Chuck. Pizza. Pizza causes acne. No, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> I know it doesn't. That was play acting. I know. Um, that is a, is a, and I actually did a little more research on this and diet and acne. Um, that's sort of been one of the old things they say is like you eat <clears throat> greasy food yeah. and, and it'll lead to acne. But most doctors say that that's pretty much a myth. End of story. Yeah. Although this, this one thing I found says that Theoretically, there could be some impact, like uh, diet has a, a direct effect on your insulin level, and that insulin is the master hormone, and this has to do with hormone you know, production in yeah. a way. So in theory, insulin spikes could affect acne, and also things that you eat. It can affect it in a good way if you eat positively, like veggies and fruits and seafood. Gotcha. Uh, and potentially if you eat good foods mm-hmm. that are rich in like omega-3 fats, like fish oil, it can be an anti-inflammatory. And so part of the problem is inflammation. In theory, it could help with that too. But you want to watch um, like shellfish. They're, oh, yeah? They're high in iodine because that apparently can inflame acne vulgaris. Mm. Yeah. So here as we say that it doesn't in- impact acne, <laughs> we're saying it does. Right. Yeah, I, I just can't believe that what you eat doesn't have any impact on the function of your cells. That's you know? what I think. It's got to have some impact. That's what I think. Um, genetics is another big one that is, I think, probably, um, it's overestimated the impact it has. Yes, the the genes that you inherit from your parents and how they express um, the proteins that tell your sebaceous glands to function in this way or that way or whatever, right. it's going to have an effect. But not as much as, you know, if your dad broke out a lot, you're not necessarily going to. Right. Or vice versa. Right. I don't know about my parents and acne. I don't either. It's not a conversation that you normally have with your parents, you know. No. More it's like, um, was your dad bald? Right, right. That's the big question. That's the only thing we care about right? <laughs> as men. Uh, dirt is not... Uh, Gonna affect if you have a dirty face. I mean, it's not great for your skin, probably, but pimples and zits happen from the inside out. So, dirt on top of your epidermis isn't gonna really affect that, right? They say. And then uh, makeup. This one, I don't know. I could see makeup definitely making you break out. Yeah. Yeah. The wrong kind. Quit using that kind. <laughs> well, there's different kinds. There's a hy- hypoallergenic, which means Low allergenic. Right. There's a uh, non-comedogenic, which supposedly says, like, this won't make you break out. So possibly cheap makeup. Yeah. And if you, you have, out. yeah, if you have skin issues already, then you should probably be aware of the types of makeup that you're getting. Right. If you're a young lady or if you're a dude that's into that. Um, and leaving makeup on without removing it at the end of the day, that can definitely cause you to break out. Because you're going ahead and blocking the pores from the outside in. 
causing backups. Yeah, Stevie Nicks said that on, <clears throat> might have been Oprah. Yeah, verbatim. I was quoting her. Really? <laughs> no, she said they asked her why she always looks so great, and she said that she's, through all, like, even her drug days of being on tour, she never, ever failed to take her makeup off at the end of the night. Stevie Nicks did drugs? Oh, yeah, man, back in the day. Big time. I know. So she said even if she was on a bender, she would still manage to take her makeup off. That is... That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's the belladonna. Um, so, Chuck, let's say you want to get rid of the acne that you do have, right? Yes. Right there? I'm good. You almost fell all the way <laughs> toppled <back>. over. <laughs> um, there's really just two things that regular old acne vulgaris and not persistent, not uh, superative nodule type acne, but just plain old acne vulgaris mm-hmm. um, can be treated with. One is benzoyl peroxide. And one is salicylic acid, right? Yeah. And those are pretty much it. Almost all of the -the over-the-counter acne treatments that you're going to find anywhere are going to have one or both of those, probably just one. And anyone who's ever seen like an Oxy commercial Mm -hmm. has heard the word benzoyl peroxide, (laughs) you know? Big time. What were those pads? Were they Oxy pads? Uh, Yeah. There was another company that had the pads. Seabreeze came in like a, that was like a, an astringent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there were pads. I guess it was oxy pads. Oxy pads, I think. It'd come in like a little oxy, canister oxy. and you'd just be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm taking care of myself. And then you would look at it and say, look at all that stuff. Yeah, at least they did on the too. commercial. Yeah. Uh, benzoyl peroxide specifically kills the P. acnes bacteria mm-hmm. and it'll dry out your face. Which can be bad. Yeah. You don't want to dry it out too much, right? A lot of people think that, um, Moisture in your face is what breaks you out. Right. Uh, dry, your face being too dry can break you out as much, if not more. Yeah. Um, you want to keep your face moisturized. Cuts down on breakouts. <laughs> Kid you not. Uh, tea tree oil. Emily uses tea tree a lot to dry out a pimple. Mm-hmm. And that's a good natural way to do so. And salicylic acid um, basically goes in and it's like... Um, liquid plumber for your pores like it just goes in and destroys everything that's in that blockage yeah and there you go it also takes off a healthy amount of the uh, horny layer which is the most external layer of your dead skin cells the what layer horny layer really mm-hmm. well, look at you uh the other thing that you can do i mean those are medications you can take what you really want to do is to gently wash your face with soap and warm water yeah but again you, you can't just use any soap. I mean, maybe you can. If you have, like, completely un- insensitive skin, yeah, uh, then sure, maybe you can. And you'll find out pretty quick what kind of soaps you can and can't use. Well, most of the soap you get in the store is pretty crappy anyway. Right. Like, you, you get what you pay for with soap, especially with face soap. Yeah. It's worth the extra few bucks. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, if you're exercising, you want to shower right afterward. You don't want to let sweat be on your skin for too long. Yeah, you got bacne. Your sebaceous, the reason bacne is so prevalent is because that, that part of your body is lousy with sebaceous glands. Where is it head or face, back, and chest? I think so. Are those the three areas? Yeah. Because, yeah. Zits, zits, zits. What about the butt? <laughs> <laughs> That's something entirely different. Those are, those are just red bumps that no one knows what, what they are. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they recommend loose clothing, and they recommend chilling out, yeah, not, just not being so stressed. Lighten up, man. Yeah. Be a type L personality. Which is L? Uh, the long allele. 
on the uh, SLC6A4 gene, which um, basically creates this protein that ferries serotonin out of the synapse and uh-huh. basically turns it off, which is so that if you have the L allele, uh-huh. it makes you, you're a more laid back person because you have more of this transport protein. Yeah. If you have the S version of, of that gene, then you make less of the transport, meaning the serotonin stays in the synapse longer, which makes you high strung and kind of angry because it activates your amygdala. So type A personality and type B is actually type S and type L. Sounds like somebody just wrote a blog post. Yes, I did. <laughs> Isn't that cool, though? Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. I like to think I'm an L, but I'm probably less L than I really want to admit. I don't know. Somebody posted uh, a comment on, on Facebook when I put that blog post up, and they're like, not, not everything can be explained so succinctly. But the point of the, the blog post was, is like, this one explains it succinctly. <laughs> yeah. You just removed the comment and went about your day. Yeah. <laughs> I banned him from Facebook forever. What else can you do? Let's say you got acne. Check. And what can you do to treat it? Um, you can take antibiotics, either oral or topical. All right. And topical meaning like their current event type antibiotics. What about a chemical peel? <clears throat> that works too. I would think that would not be a good thing if you were breaking out. But. Um, is It's a good idea if you're going to do that to, again, shell out the extra money and go to a professional who can tell you now this is the chemical peel I've done on your face. Mm-hmm. This is what's safe. This is what your skin can handle. Right. And then, you know, here's a product that, that will do the same thing at home. So don't go to the place where they have the ad on the subway. <laughs> <Yeah>. John's <laughs> upstairs chemical, chemical peel and chicken <laughs> processing plant. Have you <laughs> an espresso. Have you ever done uh, a chemical peel? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, interesting. Yes, I've been known to get it. You come out like, is your face all red and stuff? No, it feels red, but it's more also like very refreshing. Like it's just, oh, it's so nice to just kind of rub like the back of your fingers along your face afterward because your skin is just like what you're doing is just tearing that horny layer right off. Right. You're getting closer and closer to that new layer of skin cells, and it's just like. But it's still epidermis, though, right? It's yeah, 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 yeah. I think you'd be in big trouble if you just <laughs> tore down to the dermis. <laughs> like that's a that's a third degree burn, I think. Right. You know, uh, a second maybe. <laughs> Apparently, birth control pills can uh, mm-hmm. can help treat acne. Yeah, there. If you watch the ads for them, a lot of them will say like, and prevents breakouts. Oh, really? It's like an extra bonus. Yeah, because it probably cuts down on the androgens, which cuts down on the production of um, sebum, which cuts down on pimples. Yeah. I didn't know they had ads for birth control pills. Sure. Do they? Yeah. Am I just, am I living in the in uh, Amish country here? Why am I not seeing these? There is this one ad I saw like several years ago. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, first, they had this version of, it was like the cartoon version of this ad. And then, like, that one went away, and then they had a live-action version of the same ad. Really? Same everything. Same everything, but for some reason they did a cartoon version, then they did a live-action version. They released them one after another, but they were they were supposedly in no way related. That's weird. And it was like, I think that company was like, just how much are you paying attention? Right. <laughs> how much TV are you watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, at the time, I was watching a lot of TV, so I noticed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, what about lasers? You can get them lasered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's if you have, if it's really bad, then they can actually laser your sebaceous glands. 
pew, 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 pew. They say not to squeeze them, though, which I think is kind of laughable. What do you mean? Like, not pop them yourself? Yeah. They is Tom Sheave, pal. You can take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, show me someone who doesn't pop their own zits. And right. It, and it says in here to make an appointment with a dermatologist so they can pop your pimples. Right. Really? Well, that's the only thing, too. When you get, like, a chemical peel or a facial or whatever, the... the um the um, not an esthetist. The, uh, oh, esthetician. Esthetician, yeah. Um, we'll pop all the zits on your face. Really? And what's crazy is like when you do it right, it doesn't hurt. They use gloves, I guess? Yeah, but I mean like this, the pressure they apply uh-huh. is minute and they're doing it like off to the sides of the zit. And right. And like, you, you're like, that was it. It didn't hurt at all. Like I didn't cry at all. Huh. So it's, it's kind of good to... Not necessarily go to the dermatologist. You could go to an esthetician, and they'll do the same, all the same things. You'll learn a bunch just by paying attention while they do it. I could. Emily would never let me do that. Why? Because she loves to do it herself. Oh yeah. I mean, she could have been an esthetician. She has that gene. Yeah. To where she just gets a lot of satisfaction out of out of making that white snake come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I do it to me. In fact, she's a little disappointed at my lack of pimple production in life. Yeah, she would love me. Yeah, you guys, perfect match yeah. actually. Yumi loves me. She does it. Um, she does it a lot too. She's kind of hooked. Yeah, a lot of girls are into that for some reason. I'm glad to know Emily's not nuts and that that's a, a normal no, behavior. No, I, uh, for some reason too. I've never met a guy who's into that. Yeah, it's always girls for some reason. I don't understand. Uh, maybe they're more into skin, skin care, or gross stuff coming out of your skin. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Yeah, 17 million people in America every day on a given day have a zit. Is that right? Yeah, I think more than that. There you go. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's acne. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Well, I mean, it's acne is the big word. Pimples. I just like saying pimple. Okay. I don't like saying pimple. I think it's a gross word. You like pustule? <laughs> I prefer pustule over pimple. Or zit? Yeah, I don't like zit either. Yeah. Where we, uh, yeah, we were on, we were featured in, uh, the comic strip zits, remember? Oh, yeah. That was very nice. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know what I need to find out? And I don't think they're blackheads. Emily calls them seeds. Cause it's like a little watermelon seed almost. I know what you're talking Like about. a little white spike comes yeah. out. I wonder what that is. I didn't find that in here. I guarantee it's the same thing. You think? Yeah. All right. I think there's a very limited amount of acne. Mm-hmm. It just happens and it just kind of looks different or comes out in different ways. Right. Or if it sits in there long enough, it, it hardens, right. becomes a seed. I'm a big I know fan you're of talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's acne. If you want to learn more about it and see some cool cutaway illustrations of the skin. Yeah, that was a good part, actually. Yeah. Um, you can type in acne, A-C-N-E, in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And now, friends, it's time for listener mail. If I told you to hold on one second, would would you would you indulge me? Would you do me a kindness? Yes. Okay. Josh, we have an audiobook that has just been released called The Super Stuffed Guide to Happiness, available on iTunes. I know. You have to shell out three ninety nine for it. We promise we think it's worth it. Um on iTunes. You just search Super Stuff Guide to Happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll bring that one up. It'll bring up our first audio book, too, um, the uh, Super Stuff Guide to the Economy. You can get them both there. But um, check out the Super Stuff Guide to Happiness. It's awesome interviews. 
in-depth investigation of what is happiness, what yeah. makes us happy, how do we study happiness. Great sound design. My niece starts the whole thing off right. with a nice quote from the Dalai Lama. Yeah. It's just a great little whirlwind ride that you'll want to listen to <laughs> over and over again. All for the price of a, of a latte. At your favorite, if you're lucky, it's your favorite coffee place. That you're gonna have to probably go through your your couch cushions to come up with a difference to get the latte. <laughs> this thing's so cheap. That's true. Yeah. So um, there's our plug, and uh, it's time now for listener mail. Josh, I'm gonna call this email from an author that we actually referenced. Okay. He listens to the show. Awesome. Uh, Mingalaba, Josh, Chuck, and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Hope you're having a good day. About three weeks ago, I was flying from Minnesota. To Yangon, Myanmar. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it's Burma. Myanmar? But it's post-junta Burma. Wow. Look at you. Uh, I really had a pretty surreal moment involving your podcast. After downing as much free booze as I could, Mm -hmm. I was listening to episodes of your podcast, trying to fall asleep over the Pacific Ocean. Imagine my surprise when I was coming out of my nap to the end of How Shrunken Heads Work. You were finishing the story of your dentist friend when Josh said, You've also received Ajuma and Other Stories by Tyler Davis, which is a self-published book and pretty awesome. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Thanks for much, for, so much for the shout-out. Did so he send this to us? this from Tyler Davis? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh. he sent it to us. Okay. It is good. Well, I've been meaning to write an email, and thank you guys for a while. I've been busy settling in. Uh, the internet here isn't exactly the information superhighway. It's more like an Amish buggy. I'm teaching English in an international high school. And I've already taught my kids what hinky means. I have no idea if that's <laughs> what how it's does hinky mean? How do you define that specifically? I would say hinky means uh, suspicious. Okay, see, I would say strange or unusual. Yeah. Okay, so it could be three. There's three definitions That's right, right there. That's what hinky means. Hinky is everything. <laughs> it's like Smurf, huh? Yeah. What the cuss? Uh, I had uh, time to write you today because I'm homesick from food poisoning. Which reminds me, you should do a podcast on whether or not you can poop your own skeleton. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no. uh, I feel awful. You and the rest of the gang at How Stuff Works uh, keep me entertained, educated, and in high spirits. Thanks again, Tyler Davis. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tyler. Thanks for the uh, books, too. You have yours. I think he sent us two. Yeah. Ajuma and other stories. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. If you want, you can go on to the uh, Stuff You Should Know Facebook page and post an Amazon link or something like that to your book if you like. Um, And also, I want to take this time to correct myself. We got several corrections. A failsafe. Yeah. (laughs) Failsafe is not something that you put, that's designed into something to prevent it from failing, like one prong being bigger on a two-prong plug. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I guess, parts of the design that make it so when it does fail, it fails as safely as possible. Right. So there's a bunch of different systems, maybe, that are redundant that, that provide safety when it does fail. Right. Like the one guy said, the, the lawnmower, that you have to hold the, the thing to keep it going. Yes. Like if you have a heart attack and fall over... It will cease to run. Right. That's a failsafe. So you have failed, but you are safe from the mower running Right, exactly. You. But you don't care because you're having a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. What so else? Anything else? Bread, no. but, bread butter, side up? No? <laughs> that, you know, I, I, I think the Mythbusters are great, and I'm glad that they've had this <laughs> incredible juggernaut run that they've had so far and continue to have. But I don't... I, I just don't... Si- I, yes... 
I don't think you can say, <laughs> well, the Mythbusters proved it. Well, so shut up. Yeah. I think you have to also include one, maybe two, um, peer-reviewed studies as well <laughs> that show that this is right. Here's that- what I think, and I was not able to articulate it. I think you spread the butter side up so it's sitting face up, and when it falls off the, you know... The table? Stomach-high counter, mm-hmm. then it only has time to rotate half a turn, and it will fall side down. If the counter were eight feet high, it might rotate fully and land it, butter side up. It, it also, has nothing to do with weight, in other words. I disagree. I disagree. I just don't see how it can have <laughs> nothing to do with weight, especially if you have, if one side is clearly heavier than the other, and the butter spread evenly across, then it's not going to turn back over. You, if if it does turn back over, then there was more butter on one side that caused the bread to flip over again. It's just not. It just makes com. It's common sense. You're gonna battle this one. I am. So that's why I didn't bring that one up. Okay. Fail safe. I mean, when you're wrong, you're wrong. You know. All right, boy, that was good. Well, yeah. If you have uh, any uh, corrections, we don't want to hear about your acne. Um, if you have any corrections for us, or you just want to say hi, you can tweet to us anytime you like. SYSK Podcast is our Twitter handle. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash stuff you should know. Or you can go on any of the other Facebook stuff you should know sites that are fan driven. They're awesome too. Agreed. Or you can send us a regular old email at stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?